Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime trip. Paranormal <laughs> with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my very eager co-host, sister, and partner in crime, confused. Katie Weaver. Very confused. It's fine to say oh. it. <laughs> okay. Apparently, it's true. Very, very confused. <laughs> well, other than being confused, Katie, how are you? Um, I'm good, actually. I... Not thinking apparently, but no, I'm fine. I have spent the day working on flowers. We uh, we talked last week a little about it, the passing of a dear cousin of ours, and her. Yeah. I am going to take some of the flowers to dry and make resin keepsakes out of for her sisters and her daughter. So. Anyway, I've spent the day stripping down a big flower arrangement they brought over and starting to dry all the flowers. And then I got down the rabbit hole of, wouldn't it be cool if I could freeze dry the roses? Because the roses are the hardest thing to dry and make look nice. So then, you know, that set me on the path of talking to various people in my area that have a freeze dryer to see if I could hire anyone to do it. Seems like probably no. So then I looked at buying a freeze dryer. Oh, yeah, that's not going to (laughs) happen. They are thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to do that. So now I'm back to square one. But I have all the flowers dried now except for the roses. And they take several, like two weeks. So I'll put them on their path today. But anyway, so, yeah, it's been like all flowers all the time here. Well, besides the fact that we were due in court at 930 this morning. We certainly were. Yes. So other than that. Yeah, it's all good around here. Yeah. How are you? You know, I'm very good. I am still reeling a bit from court this morning, and we will be talking about that. That's the main topic today. But um, the the Daybell Vallow case um, never fails to flummox me. I went after we were listening to court to physical therapy, and I was talking with my physical therapist all about it. And it's just... I don't know. It's just a brain teaser all the time. Every bit of it is just, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm great, really. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. I mean, you know, <laughs> it was definitely yet another. Uh, this one was more interesting because Woods actually got mad. Yes, he did. And I, we have not seen that even in. Mm-hmm. The hearing where they were, you know, trying to get him thrown out as the prosecutor, he was cool as hell. And he he actually got pissed this morning for just a minute. He did. And honestly, and he had every right to. Every right to. So, Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. So let's do Mr. Means has been he, of course, is the we better basic. We better dumb this down for anybody who's not as familiar with this case as we are. Sometimes we talk about it like everyone is best friends with these idiots. Like, uh, you know, you're not. So (laughs) uh, Mark Means is the attorney of Lori Vallow Daybell, who is in the Madison County Jail in Rexburg, Idaho, who is charged right now with some conspiracy charges, but we expect murder to be coming. Her children were found dismembered and buried in her brand new husband's backyard. Her husband, of right. course, is Chad Daybell, and he is in the Fremont County Jail, and his attorney is John Pryor, and there is a joinder of these two cases. So Pryor and Means are basically working together, which is ironic because they also work out of the same office mm-hmm. in the in the Boise area. So it's 
it's fitting, I guess. But anyway, there has been all of these briefs filed and demands filed by Mr. Means. Um, he has been a nonstop um, ball of complaints, really, oh this my gosh, entire it just never... time. Yeah. Just constantly. Uh, it, he's. It, it's hard to see how he's actually taking care of his client and working on her behalf because all he's ever yeah. really doing is bitching to the court that the prosecutor's being mean to him yeah, and, and the jail all... is being mean to him. And mm-hmm. it's all, all about procedural him. stuff mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So here's what happened. Essentially he filed way back right about the same time, just a few days before they were to go to court over their claims that that Mr. Woods had been inappropriate with a witness, Summer Shiflet, and they were trying to get him, you know, removed from the case. Well, yeah. about five days before that, Means had filed some uh, demand to the prosecutor's office to compel them to turn over some evidence. The problem is he's not asking for anything very specific. It's quite broad. And I don't he, think the judge ever really understood what he was asking for. The no whole one time. did because he wouldn't actually answer for it. So no. it's, it's quite broad, but basically what he's trying to get at is he wants every conversation that the prosecutor has ever had with anyone ever, you know, I mean, that's seriously what he said. That's what he yeah. said. And the prosecutor was like, anyone ever, you know, he said, if yeah. he wants, he said he wants to see anything that basically is on the prosecutor's laptop phone and grandmother's hotmail account. He literally yes, said he that. <laughs> he really, really said that. Mm-hmm. That was so bizarre. Like, and so well, and personal, personal, he included personal phone. Yeah. Personal communication, mm-hmm. which I find really interesting. What does he, what is he implying there? Like, well, he is in no you know, certain terms is implying that he doesn't trust the prosecuting attorney. He believes that he's had inappropriate conversations with lots of people about this case. I mean, he literally, that's what he's saying. And that he wants everything. He threw out a few names, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. When it, he, he said Summer, he said Melanie Pulowski. He said, uh, Pastina, Zulema Pastina. Oh. Zulema Pestanis, yeah. And he said Colby. Yeah, Colby Ryan. Colby Ryan, who is Lori's son, which I thought was really, that was kind of a red flag for me. That one grabbed me as Mm -hmm. a, why? Why? He said a couple of times in all of the criminal law he has practiced, which was so ironic because by all accounts, he hasn't practiced much criminal law. He's mostly been in civil law. Uh, the prosecutor, of course, threw out multiple times. I have never in my career had an attorney, you know, behave this way, demand these things. Mark's in way over his head. But yeah. So anyway, so he filed this stuff demanding them to give them basic evidence. He had sent similar demands in a few months ago and the prosecuting office, the prosecutor's office had uh, returned to them saying, we've given you everything we have. Yeah. There's, Which is what, like five terabytes of information? Oh, yeah. It's on like 28,000 I mean, pages of information. Yeah. So what it tons. seems like is that Means doesn't want to go through 28,000 pages of information. 
he wants them to give him very specific snippets. And they're saying, we've given it to you. It's here in all of this we've already given you. And he's yeah. saying, no, give me just this. And they're saying, no, we've already given it to you. Basically, yeah. that's what it boils down to. So what happened is that the prosecutor's office did not respond. Remember, they were in the middle of defending the prosecutor. But right. they did we not were slightly respond. busy, probably other cases as well, as it turns mm -hmm. out. So they, after eight days of them not responding, then means just eight days of them not responding, mm -hmm. means filed this uh, motion to compel, basically to make get the courts to make him turn it over. Yeah. So eight days is not very much, you know, and means like the Woods said, you know, eight days and we were in the middle of this other thing, like, you know, he didn't really yeah. give the judge a great reason why they hadn't turned things over on time. So, all right. So anyway, leading up to today, yesterday mm -hmm. afternoon, Means files a brief asking for a change of this court date, saying that he didn't know this was scheduled. Which is completely bonkers because A, well, it is. his partner knew it was scheduled. So how right. didn't he? B, it's public record. And right. C, it's been scheduled for many weeks. Well, it so, has. And it's his freaking filing and to it's begin his with. Filing. Yeah. Yeah. So yet again, he's trying to cry foul that no one told me. And basically, so he tried yesterday afternoon to get this moved and the judge said no. He also okay. tried to get this, uh, that proceeding that happened this morning sealed and the judge also said no. Right. Because that could be a violation of Lori's due process for a right. fair and public uh, trial and proceeding. So anyway, right. he, he's asking for all this stuff. So they get to court this well, morning. He's kind of asking for all this stuff. But he's not really. Yeah. He's right. not. He won't give specific information to the judge yeah. or the or the prosecutor. What I feel this is is that this is digging for something. There is something specific he wants, but he doesn't want to say it. Mm -hmm. And so he's being a real jackass about mm -hmm. all of this, trying to force the prosecutor's office to hand over more information. There's mm -hmm. something specific he wants to know if they know. Yeah, totally. I really feel like it's there. He's trying. There's something that he mm -hmm. isn't sure if they know or not. And if it's going to be used in the prosecution and he's trying to get it without going through 28,000 pages of documents. Yeah. Yeah. So he did show up this morning. You know, and they met and the judge gave him a chance to go on his rant, which he did. And basically, you know, mostly crying foul that the prosecutor's office is being mean to him and they're not giving him what he's asking oh, yeah. for. So the prosecutor's office actually sent him over more stuff just a few days ago. And in looking through everything, because he claims they haven't given him stuff. So they claim they look through everything to see if they had not given him something and discovered mm -hmm. that actually Mr. Pryor had not been given a few things and they made sure that Pryor had received those things. So that's what right. they did. So the, he's, you know, he's asking for all this stuff, but not, yes, like Christy said, not specifically, he's throwing this broad net out and saying he needs all these things. Mm -hmm. And the prosecutor's office is saying, so he wants the emails, texts, Facebook messages, 
client statements, conversations, anything. Facsimiles. Any kind, he kept saying facsimiles. facsimiles. I'm like, what is this, 1982? Right. What are you talking about? Any conversation that the prosecutor has had with anyone regarding this case, which he's yeah. just simply not going to get. You know, mm. like the prosecutor said, uh, a friend could ask me, well, how was court today? And I could say exhausting and I need to provide Mr. Means that statement. You know, right. he's like, we have provided them everything that is relevant to the case. Right. Anyway, so the judge says, well, the prosecutor says we have given you we gave we sent over all of this stuff a few days ago to make sure you had everything you're asking for. And so the judge says, did you did you receive that? Yes, judge. OK, so or, do you still not have what you need? I don't know, judge. I haven't had a chance to go through that yet. Right. He doesn't even know. He wants them no. to break it down and basically give him the little pieces that he wants. He's just trying mm -hmm. to force the prosecutor's office to do his job for him. Mm -hmm. It's entirely what it is. Plus he's just and a it, spoiled little bitch. Honestly, mm -hmm. the way he behaved today was just unreal. It was so gross. So, you know, that's kind of how things start. And you can see the judge has had it when, and, and is just sick of this. However, the prosecutor's office did not comply in a timely manner. And that is a problem. You can't do that. And yeah. it, they need to be careful about this kind of stuff because obviously means there will be no forgiveness, you know, right. Anything, any misstep in any way, you know, there, he's going to be all over and the prosecutor's office needs to do a better job. They, they do. They should not have missed this de deadline. They shouldn't have period. Yeah. That's so true. at one point though, when the prosecutor was given an opportunity to address this means interrupted him. And started yeah. shouting over him, and he was hot. And that's yeah. the first time in all of this time we've seen the prosecutor, uh, Mr. Woods, in any way get flummoxed, not flummoxed, pissed. pissed. You know, he was controlled. He, he was went pissed. back at him. Yeah. He went back at him and he said, It is my turn to talk, Mr. Means. And he was pretty red faced. And the he judge was. made them both shut up for a minute yeah. and reminded them that a uh, the court reporter can't uh, type for two people talking at once. And let means no, uh, it's not your turn to talk. Shut the hell up, you know? Yeah. So at the end of that, what means was trying to, what he wanted was for the, uh, the prosecutor to be censured. And of yeah. course he's throwing yeah. out all of this, going back to Sanctioned. the summer shiftlet stuff. Hmm? Yeah. Sanctioned. Sanctioned. That's right. Sorry. I'm listening to a lot of politics these days. Uh, anyway, sanctioned. And yes. And so they're going, you know, he wants him sanctioned and he just keeps going back to the Summer Shiflet stuff that we just don't trust him. We just don't trust the prosecutor. But but your honor, Summer Shiflet, Summer, 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 Summer Shiflet. You know, I know on and on and, and on. Like, and that, you know, that got an answer to bro. the Idaho Supreme Court. Yeah. Who said you have no grounds to remove well, this prosecutor? See, that's the other thing that means has done. He has now requested, since they have not thrown out the prosecutor, he has asked the judge to. He first he sent it to the Idaho Supreme Court to decide, who looked at it and said, "Yeah, the judge is right. There's nothing here." He has now requested that the judge reconsider his reconsideration, and yeah. and again he said, "No, there's nothing here. He yeah. just can't get off of it. That was his only smoking gun." And since it didn't work, he just keeps going. Pryor has not been involved in any of that. Uh, this is means. 
So yeah. anyway, so on that part of the, the filings, the judge basically said to the prosecutor, look, you have to do things on time. It wasn't okay to do that. I am going to compel you to turn over anything that you haven't already turned over. This means might think he won, but he didn't because the prosecutor is saying, we already have given you everything we have. Yeah. So now he's saying we, you have 14, how, well, and he even asked the prosecutor, how much time do you need? He goes, ah, 14 days. He's like, okay, fine. You need 14 days for you to turn over everything you've got. Okay. And he's like, okay. Well, yeah. What he asked him to do was write a summary, send mm-hmm. him a summary of every single person that you've talked to about this case and what you talked about. Yeah. Anything that was relevant. Anything that was Which relevant. Which is. In in a way means God is way little brat because kind he, of yeah that's kind of what he wants like he wants them to break mm-hmm. this down for him rather than him have to go through all this because mm-hmm. he does not have um, an assistant of any kind he's doing this mm-hmm. on his own yep. he doesn't have the time uh, reading through his briefs I seriously question his literacy skills to be honest uh, because yeah. everything he files is full of typos. The stuff he sent in yesterday was full of typos. It is insane. I mean, we've said it too many times now, but yet again, Mark Means, Grammarly is $29.99 a month. For God's sakes, get it. I mean, he could really benefit just from paying attention to spell check. I mean, it's crazy. Well, okay, so the other thing is, and I should have taken a screenshot of this so you guys can see it. Next time I will. So he's in his office, and there are (laughs) antlers mounted behind his head. And... at the angle that he's sitting, he looks like a deranged elk. Like there are antlers yeah. poking out of one side of his head through yep. the entire thing because of the way that those are sitting behind him. It's really unflattering and it just makes him look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And, and I realize that, you know, it's not hard for, to make him look like an idiot because his behavior mm-hmm. does that too. But those weird antlers, they're weird. They look There's really only like weird. one side of them or something's wrong with them. And so when he's sitting there, he looks like he has these big weird antlers on one side of his head. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've it's decided I'm going to just refer to him as the deranged elk from now on. There we go. We've got, got resting toad face and the deranged elk. We're yeah. getting there. Yeah. Well, and Pryor yeah. basically just um, impersonated resting toad face the whole time. The whole he just time. sat there with that weird well, glow frown on his face the whole time. Yeah. And finally, at the end of the first part of this, when the judge finally did, uh, you know, grant a little, give a little meat to means. Pryor wanted to, to weigh in. So he started weighing in and then he got really up on his soapbox. I'm sorry, judge. I was not going to be this long-winded, but, you know, yeah. and it's all of this, like, you know, kind of backing up means, but mostly going, we just can't trust the prosecutor because Summer Shiflet, you know, which again, you know, the judge is like, for God's sake, you two, we've ruled on this, get over it, but they just can't, yeah. they won't. And finally the judge is like, well, I can't really do anything for you there, Mr. Pryor, because you didn't file anything. Right. <laughs> it's like, just what the hell are you here as a courtesy? For? So, yeah. Yeah. So then they take a recess and then they come back to talk about the other stuff that means filed. He's mad because he is such a liar. Let's start there. Oh, he gosh. claims that six times in the last year or what, nine months that he's been representing Lori. Mm-hmm. That he has been denied access to his client, which is a flat out lie. What he means is he hasn't been able to have one on one in the same room with his client because of COVID. Right. So he has to meet with her. And, and the jail's been a little bit inconsistent. Sometimes they will let him into an attorney client room 
And sometimes they don't, and they make him sit be in between the glass. That we don't really know why. It could be because the room isn't available. It mm -hmm. could be because they are protecting the inmates or, or the attorney. Maybe there's an outbreak. Like this is yeah. all COVID related, but there are some times that when he gets there, he doesn't get his way. Yeah. He complained to the prosecutor about that, which this prosecutor can't make the jail do anything. He can try to help no. him out, but I mean, he's not in charge of the jail. That's right. the sheriff. You know, which I think, I mean, seems to not understand that, to be honest. No, he, he's, he to... seems to think that the prosecutor has all the power over there. Well, the prosecutor made a mistake and helped him out. So back in June, he bitched to the prosecutor that they weren't letting him sit down and meet with his client. And the prosecutor said, oh, are they still doing that? And he made a call to the sheriff and asked him, will you please let Mr. Means meet with his client? And he did. Yeah. So I guess for that reason, he thinks that the prosecutor holds all the cards. He really doesn't. He doesn't make the rules at the jail. That's, again, not his job. But at any rate, he says six times he has been not allowed to meet with his client, which is a lie. He has been allowed to meet with his client. He's just had to meet with her through glass, talking on the phone through Telmate. That's right. all that means. Uh, there were some things that really troubled me about the second part of it, and I'll get to that. But uh, basically, yeah. what he was saying is that he thinks it's quite coincidental that the times he has not been allowed to meet with his client, they're all during times that he has filed something and the prosecutor is probably upset with him. Trying to yeah. implicate in some way that the prosecutor is pulling the strings and not letting him meet with his client, which again, he is allowed to meet with his client. That is flatly untrue. Yeah. But also trying to in some way insinuate that the prosecutor is doing this to him, which again, yeah. those are some pretty big balls to throw around without any proof whatsoever. So exactly. that's one thing that really bothered me, but uh, basically what he was asking for, let's get to that. So basically yeah. what he was asking for is he wants to be able to meet with his client in an attorney client room. He still is trying to claim that they are recording his conversations, which they are not. And he has absolutely no proof of that whatsoever. But because right. that happened last year, and I'm so proud of the prosecutor today, and we'll tell you why. <laughs> but right. That happened last year two times. And the mm -hmm. prosecutor's office brought that to a close and brought it to Mr. Means's attention. He is still claiming that they're recording his conversations and letting the prosecutor's office listen to them, which is not true. But he keeps saying it without any proof at all. Yeah. So he wants to meet in that room and he wants them to turn the cameras off. So in the attorney-client rooms, there the are closed caption cameras. cameras. They are not, they don't have any capability to record. They're just security cameras because, you know, Lori is a prisoner in a jail in because jail. she's a criminal. Yeah. God almighty. Anyway. And he wants Lori to have a cell phone. He thinks that the really the way to combat all of this is that he provides her with a cell phone that blocks out everything else and no internet. And the only person that she could call on that phone is him. So the prosecutor's office had filed a brief yesterday or the day before, uh, basically, you know, with their thoughts on Means's requests. Yeah. They said, we have no problem with him sitting down and meeting with his clients. That's up to the jail, you know. Right. But we have no problem. We think that he should 
be able to do that. You know, that that's our opinion. We think he should be able to do that. They said, um, as far as the cameras are concerned, again, that is a security practice at the jail and a part of the jails, the way they operate. Uh, but we did double check with them that they don't have any capabilities to record audio, which they do not. Right. And they said, in speaking with the jail, they have assured us that cell phones are high on the list of contraband at the jail and cannot be allowed at the jail. Right. And Can also that imagine? would be setting a precedent with other inmates that they too should be able to have a cell phone. Right. What would their, how could they turn down anyone who right. wanted to have a cell phone in the jail if they let one person and special well, little Lori sure thinks she always. deserves all kinds of special treatment. Mm -hmm. And, and Marcus tried real hard to make that happen for her. Oh yeah. You know, so <laughs> the thing that really cracks me up about that is I, the, my first thought was, Hmm, cell phones are, con cell phones are contraband at the jail, which of course they are. So uh, what's next? Now he's going to want her to have a machete at the jail. I mean, <laughs> where does this end? You know, right. I mean, yeah. So where does this end? So he throws all of this out here this morning that these are all of his solutions and these are all of his complaints and they're probably recording him and he doesn't even, it's not fair and he's not getting fair treatment and it's hard to meet with her through glass and he's been denied his access to his client, blah, 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 throws it all out there. So then of course, uh, you know, the prosecutor has his turn to speak and, and throws all, you know, all of his arguments out. And basically he's saying, look, we have no argument with you sitting and meeting with your client. But again, that's not our decision. That's up to the jail to decide. Um, we did call the jail and check for you about recording, you know, audio in the meeting rooms. And they assured us that they don't even have the capability to do that. We have checked with, um, you know, Telmate. And so here's what happened with Telmate. And the first time they met about this, the prosecutor was too kind to really throw it back in Mean's face what happened. This mm. time he wasn't because he's done no, with and bullshit. I'm so proud of him on this. So here's the thing with attorneys, when your client's in jail, Telmate records every conversation except for the ones whose number has been registered with them as their attorney. And right. as a criminal attorney, when you have a client in any jail, the first thing you do is you register your phone number with Telmate so that they won't record those conversations. That's right. how it works. Well, guess who didn't know that? Because he's not a criminal law attorney. In all of his experience in criminal law, yeah, yeah. he didn't None, know that's that. What so he had two conversations with Lori in his very early days with her that the conversations got recorded. The prosecutor's office saw to it that they were deleted and not shared and that Mr. Means was made aware of this. And they contacted Telmate and blocked his number for him because he didn't even do it. Yeah. He didn't and then he how. bitches about this all the time, like the jail did this to him and the prosecutor did this to him. He did mm -hmm. this to his freaking, to his freaking self. God, he's such a... And the prosecutor's office helped him. This was at the point that Michelle Mallard, the judge who had to listen to all of this shit last spring about all of this in the uh, attempt yeah. to get Lori out on a lower bail because of the bail hearing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She said to him, Mr. Means, I am going to recommend that you get some advice from a criminal law attorney with more experience that can help you navigate these waters. 
Well, he clearly did not. But anyway, that's what actually happened with the recordings. And so every time he brings this up, it's he's just it's so stupid because he did this to himself. Right. Anyway, and I was so proud of the prosecutor today. He finally brought that up and he told the yes. whole story on why that happened and how, you know, mm-hmm. and that no other calls have been recorded. No. He also said yet again, which he said this multiple times and the courts have agreed with him. Those were not privileged conversations. And the reason they were not privileged conversations is because Tellmate tells you yeah. when you get on the line that this call is being recorded. Yeah. And he went ahead and had those conversations anyway, even though he was advised that they were being recorded. And if right. you are warned as an attorney that your call with your client is being recorded, you have waived their privilege. Right. But it didn't, like, why didn't he immediately hang up and call the jail and say something's wrong? No, he had two phone conversations that way because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. It is just so insane. Anyway, it, what troubled me was that he tried to make those allegations and the prosecutor did say, I'm going to really object to and, and take exception to the fact that Mr. Means is trying to imply that in some way, we are denying him access to his client because we're mad at him or something. He's like, that's really outrageous. Yeah. Which is true. What troubled me is that the judge didn't also say that, you know? No, there wasn't a real smackdown and and there should have been because that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. That means is constantly accusing Woods of something. Constantly with absolutely no proof, no findings, nothing. And this is all just more subterfuge around the fact that they do not have a defense at all. So all they have is delay things, stir the shit with the prosecutor, accuse him of stuff. That's all they've got because they have no defense. Yep. Yep. Well, and the other thing, this, the constant bitching about the COVID restrictions, Mm -hmm. Rexburg, Idaho at one time, not very long ago, was the number one hotspot for new cases in the country. Yep, so, yeah, yeah, there were a lot of, you know, restrictions at the jail because yeah. the um, the, you know, per capita positive test rate was gigantic. Mm-hmm. And guess the, what the Madison County Jail did not get? COVID. COVID. Yeah, they've managed to to not get it, which is awesome. In Idaho. But I thought that, you know, they just refused to even consider that fact. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's means and the judge both said everyone is uncomfortable with all of the COVID restrictions and tired of them, that everyone else is working around them. Right. You know, means said or, or was said, you know, you are the only attorney in all of the time we've been dealing with COVID that has made complaints like this. Everyone else is making it work. But you. Yeah. 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 Well, and the other thing that that, that means did is he took some pictures inside the jail of where Lori sits to talk to him on the phone. Um, I think that's illegal. How did he even have his phone in there to take the pictures in the first place? So he puts them in his brief and shows them to the judge. This is where she sits to talk to him and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, and, and the judge or the prosecutor did include that in his rebuttal that um Mm -hmm. what the hell is he doing taking pictures inside the jail 
Mm-hmm. He also, yeah, well, he had also included uh, his tweets, you know, and said he's tweeting about this. He is trying to affect public opinion. I mean, that taints the jury pool. Those are, that's something the judge didn't even bring up, at least not in front of us. There was a little closed door scuffle just as this all started. And yes. maybe that's when he discussed that. I don't know. He didn't talk about it publicly at all. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the way it came down is the judge said that uh, if the jail can make it work, then he has no problem with Mark meeting with his client in public or, or you know, not in public, in a, a meeting room. He didn't really win anything there. They just basically, they all said, yeah, if the judge, if the jail can make it work, great. The judge said, you know, if you're going to come so far, I mean, Means lives five hours away. He's yeah. like, if you're going to come so far, I would really recommend that you start calling the jail and making an appointment so that the room is available. Right. See, what's really happening is he's just an entitled asshole that's showing up demanding the world. And when he doesn't get it, he's having a fit. Right. Yeah. And yeah. has this expectation that he and Lori are so special that they should get the meeting room whenever and to get to do whatever. And he doesn't seem to acknowledge at all the fact that his client is in jail. They don't have to cater to her or him at all. Yeah. yeah. She always has access to him by phone. Always. And he doesn't like the way that they do it, but that's this oh, well. is jail. Yeah. This is jail and this is jail and COVID and mm-hmm. everyone is getting the same treatment. He wants Absolutely. special treatment for Lori and that's bullshit. Yeah. He dropped the uh, gender discrimination card at one point Yeah, because this jail is yes. handling things so much differently because all of the women in Madison and Fremont counties are housed in Madison and all of the mm-hmm. men in Madison and Fremont counties are housed in Fremont and Fremont's way of handling things is quite a bit different from Madison's. Mm -hmm. And so he was talking that this is actually gender discrimination, which frankly, any feminist ought to kick him right in the nuts for that. Mm -hmm. I was pissed when he said that. Oh yeah. He was just grasping at anything that could try to get the judge's uh, attention. So basically what the judge said is, yeah, you can meet with her if the jail can work it out. Um, You're not being recorded on the phone. You're just not. And no, we are not turning off the security cameras for you because that is a jail protocol uh, because of, you know, security. Right. Now, the jail said they can put boxes around their faces so that mm-hmm. uh, they're because his what he's a t- trying to claim is that the pr- prosecutor's office are watching tapes of all of these meetings and reading his lips. No shit, you guys reading his lips. They're getting all of this information about his case. Because they are sitting and watching the tapes of him meeting with Lori and reading his lips. Well, and let's remember that this is in the time of COVID and he's wearing a friggin' mask the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> so they said they can put a box around his face and Lori's so that their lips can't indeed not be read. Yeah. It's, it's so stupid. Yeah. Why does he want them to turn off the camera, Kate? Is he still trying to get to some of his, uh bill paid or what i mean a lot of you guys have thought that maybe there was some kind of a romance here well it's she's sure working hard to get uh you know unfettered access to that client with the cameras turned off i'm not saying it is or isn't but it is he's sure going hard on that so the judge said no to that and the judge said to a cell phone not just no but jesus christ no (laughs) yeah yeah 
He said, I cannot. I mean, that is contraband in the jail. I could not set that precedent. There's absolutely no reason for it. I would not ever. He said, I will not in this case or ever in any other circumstances grant that request. (laughs) For from now until the end of time, for God's sake, please do not ask me this question again. (laughs) Yep. So that's basically how it shook down today. Uh, Again, I mean, he just. I am very tired of listening to him and means or prior both throw so many insults at the prosecutor and yeah, you know, ex or, you know, their little opinions about what he's probably doing to them behind the curtains, which is, it's so stupid. And basically the prosecutor's like, we're, we're preparing our case. That's what we're busy doing. You know, yeah. we're not actually thinking that much about you and your client. We're busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when it comes down to it, I think that means is all this bitching about, you know, discovery is that there is something specific. He wants to know if they know, and he's trying to force their hand Mm -hmm. to tell him something that he thinks, Mm -hmm. you know, that he's got a question about. I really Mm -hmm. feel like that's what all this is. Yep. Well, I think also they, he's still desperately trying to get the prosecutor removed. I think that basically this has turned into a vendetta that he can't get over and that he is determined he will find something at the end of the day that gets the prosecutor removed and he's damn determined to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And he wants all of this communication. He wants to prove it because he absolutely wants to be able to sit down with uh, a bunch more evidence and try again to get the prosecutor removed instead of just get his case together. But again, He doesn't seem to have much. So No, I mean, that's the problem. This is what they've got, is this kind of bullshit. Because they don't have a defense. There's no defense. Mm -hmm. You know, other than to try to discredit. That's what they have. Yeah. Pryor did let the judge know that he will be filing some things in the future. We'll see. We'll see. Pryor actually, for the most part, looked very uncomfortable. Especially Mm -hmm. when Beans would go off on a big tangent. You Mm -hmm. have to. Pryor is a jackass, but he's a better attorney than means. And yes. you have to think at the end of the day, he's probably knows how stupid this is and how bad for means career this is. It's why he hasn't jumped on the bandwagon nearly as much. Right. But at any rate, that's what happened today. So just a lot of BS and mm-hmm. poor behavior. Yeah. 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 It really just was. I mean, the the thing that concerns me the most about this hearing and the last several we've seen is that means continues to show how poorly prepared he is mm-hmm. and how incompetent he is. And it worries me. It really does. Like we're getting closer mm-hmm. and closer to time for their actual trial. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen here? You know, is this just an automatic appeal because he's mm-hmm. such an idiot? Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. I, I, I want, I know he wants the prosecutor removed. I want him removed, man. Come on, get her a better attorney so that we're not playing this game forever because they can't keep her in jail because her attorney was such a mess. You know, that's just not, not cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I will say that one of our chatters uh, said, and I thought this was uh, hilarious and uh, well-timed. She said, well, uh, being a, showing up to court as a cat has been done. So he had to come in as an elk. (laughs) 
<laughs> he did apparently. <laughs> that was Camille. A really that. messed oh. up elk, an elk with one's I don't know, something's wrong with those antlers. They just look weird. Mm. He looks weird. <laughs> like think about how you look on Zoom, dude. You're like being broadcast across the world right now, but he, he doesn't care. Well, he said to the judge today when he was arguing about not having the evidence that he wanted that, uh, you know, judge, cases have been thrown out because of things like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we know, Mark. We know, Mark, you're trying so hard to get this case thrown out and be able. And part of this, all this grandstanding is so that down the road they can say, well, she didn't get a fair trial because all of these things happened, you know. Right. It, it truly does worry me that that's what they're saying. And the for. judge wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't do it. He wouldn't listen to us, you know? Yeah. So we'll see where things go. I will say this. I really want to see the prosecutor's office do a better job on those things. I think right. that I know they're done with means and his bullshit and they have other things to focus on, unfortunately, but you know what, this is the state, you know, one thing that uh, means has said over and over is that the state has so much more money and resources than he does to try this case. And maybe the state is going to have to have an extra employee on hand to deal with all of his filings and his demands and his bullshit. And maybe they will, because this can't happen again. They they need no, to it, it be on top of this Do, stuff. Yeah, don't give, give him, him reason. Any fighter. Yep. Yeah. But if we don't have yet another attempt to uh, remove the prosecutor from this case, I will be very surprised. Me, I think that by too. the time we get to trial, we're gonna have we're gonna go through this at least one more time. With other shaky, weird-ass evidence. They're trying really hard for that, which is silly. I just, I don't get why, really, other than they're just being assholes. Because this is a testosterone-filled pissing match. That's all it it is. It is. It is, because um, they just put another prosecutor in his place that has all the same evidence that he has. You know, like, this is still going to court. They're still going to jail. They still did this, Right. you know? Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's Woods or whoever prosecuting it. Yep, yep, it is crazy. So it is. Yep. So that's where it's at. Carmen said, "Do you think Means keeps filing all this nonsense in hopes of appeal material?" Yep, I do. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I think, Carmen. That's yep. exactly what I think. Uh, and because part, partly partly that and partly ego. I mean, we definitely have some ego going on here. You that know, so bad. So, As you have said before, it was definitely a belligerent turd circus today. So <laughs> it sure was. Holy yeah. hell. Yep. So that's where you know, at. I think we have to remember in all of this that what we really want here is justice for those children. Yeah. You know, and it's hard watching these hearings because it's not as though their names are ever mentioned. They're not. No. You know, the real reason for why this is going on and why we all care and are watching this is because we want justice for JJ and Tylee and hopefully we get justice for Tammy mm-hmm. and hopefully we get t- justice for Charles, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's just, there's yeah. a lot, you know, going on here yeah. that the kids and the people who've been killed here are sort of lost in. And I just feel like that's, that's super important that we have to remember the re- this is why we're here. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. because they're dead children because of these morons, you yeah, know? That's the whole point. Children yes. who were burned and cut up and buried. Yeah. And it's horrific. And, and you're right. We have to always circle back to that because that is why we're here. Oh, good point. That is something I forgot to mention. And it is something that is so stupid and it just keeps coming up. Means kept saying that Wood is a witness 
Yes. He's made himself a witness. He's made himself a witness. This was one of their arguments when they tried to remove him, that by having conversations with witnesses, he has made himself a witness, which is the dumbest thing I can even think of. But he's the prosecutor. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and the prosecutor, he said, I have never in my life heard an attorney try to claim that the prosecutor can't talk to the witnesses. That's right. what we do. It's how we prosecute these cases. What is he even talking about? You right. know, because he keeps trying to claim that having contact with these witnesses is totally inappropriate. And he's, you know, coaching them. And he said that yet again today that he tells people what they're supposed to say. And he is coaching them. And, you know, which, again, in the case of Summer Shiflet, the judge absolutely ruled against him that he said mm -hmm. over and over again that means has created himself, turned himself into a witness. That's one of the other things I wish the judge would have said. Yeah. Stop saying that, you know, yeah. but he didn't, he didn't tell him at all. And, and maybe they don't. I mean, I, I don't know why the judge doesn't just finally say, all right, we've already discussed this. We've already had a brief on this. Unless you right. have any new material, you're not going to sit here and call the prosecutor a witness. You're not going to sit here and continue to claim that he did things that were, in, you know, inappropriate when right. I've already ruled on it. But he, you know, I feel like the judge just wants to let him hang himself with his own rope. Yeah, I'm sure you that's know. true. Yeah. Well, you guys, that yeah. is what we have. And and no matter what, all of this is about Tylee and JJ. This is yeah. about dead kids. Yeah. And we need to remember that. And we need to remember that this is about justice mm -hmm. for them. And we'll continue to tell the stories. And oh, we yeah. like to laugh at these guys in court. But we also like to remember that this is really about the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, this has been the Wednesday uh, case update. And tomorrow night is the Thursday Psychic Show at 7 p.m. Mountain. If yeah. you haven't seen our new cases this week, please check them out. We did a Lisa yeah. Lamb. You yes, guys wanted us to do a Lisa Lamb so bad. And so we did. Mm -hmm. So be sure and catch that. Be sure to catch our, our MMIW case this week is awful. And it's yeah. local to us. And yeah. um, so it's really important that you watch that case. Yeah. And we did a really interesting uh, historical case as well, too. So be sure you watch this week's cases. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Yes. Well, you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.